Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it Whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Wednesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while, check in with the Lakers in about 20 minutes from now. See what uh, plan A or plan B or plan C is. And uh, we did reach out to Mark Jackson yesterday. It was uh, mentioned in a tweet by Sam Amick. He uh, is a writer, basketball writer, covering the Lakers for The Athletic, that uh, LeBron James would be very enthused to have Mark Jackson as his next head coach. I reached out to Mark. He said, uh, nobody's called me yet. And uh, I think he was traveling to Atlanta for a playoff game. And maybe we'll have Mark on here sometime soon. The Las Vegas Raiders have their quarterback, uh, Derek Carr, just signed a three-year contract extension. And it's worth $121 million. He's the longest tenured quarterback in the AFC. And... uh, you know, this is, it wasn't long ago when the Raiders were looking at getting Kyler Murray. You know, John Gruden was in love with Kyler Murray. Yeah, reportedly wanted Kyler Murray. And, and it always feels like they might be moving on from Derek Carr. But I, I think when you know what you have, and then what else can you get? Because that team is ready to win now. You know, they're, they're a playoff team. And they went toe-to-toe with Cincinnati. Cincinnati won that playoff game in Cincinnati. But, you know, everything's sort of settled down in the front office. you got a new head coach. you got weapons there. It's a good team. Tough division. And there's nobody else out there that you're going to bring in. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo. Or This is your best option right now. I'm fine with it. I think he's a very good quarterback. Is he great? No. But then how many great quarterbacks are there in the NFL? How many quarterbacks can win a game? Not single-handedly, but you know that they're going to lead you to victory. And not that, that many. And Derek Carr is a good quarterback. 
in a very tough division for a team that is a playoff team. So I certainly understand that. Yeah, Paul. Would it be fair to say the perception of Derek Carr is that he's the fourth best quarterback in that division? Mahomes, Wilson. Yeah. Herbert. Herbert. The fourth best quarterback in the AFC West makes $41 million a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Price of poker has gone up considerably. Uh, phone calls are welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. We spent a lot of time talking about the Nets handling the Cavaliers. Kyrie was wonderful last night. So was KD. I love the fact that America got a chance to see Darius Garland, who I have high praise for. He's a very, very talented player with the Cavs. Uh, Anthony Edwards, the same, getting on the main stage. And uh, the Timberwolves beat the Clippers. Then you have the other play-in games. I'm not sure the availability of Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, they're right now iffy for the start of the playoffs, but they have benefited from the end of the regular season to when they have to start their respective series. And you have San Antonio against the Pelicans. I don't know if we're going to see Zion Williamson. It feels like if the Pelicans would advance and maybe get into the first round, maybe you would see Zion Williamson. Uh, he has been cleared. He's been you know, scrimmaging five on five. But uh, and then you have the Atlanta Hawks against the Hornets tonight, which should be a lot of fun with Trey Young and uh, LaMelo Ball. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DP Show. Say good morning to those watching on Peacock. Download the app. You can watch for free. And we say good morning to iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio, and our radio affiliates around the country. The Reds president, uh, Phil Castellini, appeared to tell fans yesterday that they had no choice other than to accept the team's pared-down roster. And then he apologized later on. Here is the first comment of the Reds president. This was on uh, 700 WLW, the Cincinnati uh, Reds radio uh, station there. And this is what he said. The question is involved uh, as well. Sloaney asked you about the quote, show a little faith in this, right? Yeah. And I, I saw you got right through the cold. So you, you have people enough. who say, look, uh, faith is earned 15 years of ownership. They haven't won to the extent that we would like. And so you had my faith, but you've lost it. Why should that fan maintain trust in you? Well, where are you going to go? <laughs> Let's start there. I mean, sell but the team to who? I mean, well, that's the other thing. I mean, you want to have this debate? You know, if you want to look at what would you do with this team to have it be more profitable, make more money, compete more in the current economic system that this game exists, mm -hmm. it would be to pick it up and move it somewhere else. Yeah. And so be careful what you ask for. Okay. Imagine if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan, you hear the president saying, hey, what are you going to do? Maybe uh, we should move this team. Well, I think people probably got to Paul Castellini and said, uh, you might want to clean that up. He went on uh, TV, uh, Channel 5 in Cincinnati, and here is the question and his answer. Some comments from earlier this morning on the radio are making their rounds on social media. I was just going to try to give you a platform to respond to kind of what you said earlier today. The, the answer is, are you going to abandon being a Reds fan? Are you going to abandon following this team? We haven't abandoned it. We haven't abandoned investing in the team and the community. So the point is, how about everybody just settle down and celebrate and cheer for the team? You can hate on us all you want. We're not going anywhere. We haven't abandoned our commitment to winning and investing in this franchise and in this community. So the point is... Stay tuned and be a fan. Celebrate these guys and look what they did in Atlanta and, and come out here and celebrate that today. Right. So whatever the message was heard, the, the, what I mean is stay loyal to your team and the players that give you 110%. Okay, I understand that. But when you're saying, hey, what else are you going to do? You know, 
I mean, that that's the quote. That's that's the uh, the poll quote there. Well, you got no other choice. You got to root for the team there. Instead of saying, look, we're in this together. Are we going to have highs? Yes. We're going to have lows. Yes. Uh, can we outspend these other teams? The answer is no. But I think bring in your fans and fans are going to be upset. I mean, that's what makes you a fan. The only fan base I've ever been around where it felt like they were always, they were too positive, and that's St. Louis Cardinals. They don't boo. And Tino Martinez, who was with the Yankees and ended his career, I think, with St. Louis, he said, there are times I wish they would because I was so used to that in New York, that they care, they're passionate. Not that Cardinal fans don't care, they care in a different way. They want you to succeed. Hey, 0 for 8. Hey, come on, you'll get him the next time. In Philadelphia, you know, they're going to yell at you, call you bum. Certain fan bases do that. But this is a great baseball town. Having grown up in Cincinnati, they, they expect you to win. We grew up knowing that you were going to win with the big red machine, or at least you were going to compete. And then, you know, they captured lightning in a bottle in 1990 with Eric Davis and the Reds beating the Oakland A's. But, you know, you're, you're trying to welcome in your fan base, embrace them. But if your payroll is 21st, all right, you better be really, really good. Like, you know, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has been really good at developing players, signing them to long-term contracts that are not as much as they would make on the open market. But you were keeping, you know, like Evan Longoria. You know, you sign him to, what, an eight- or nine-year deal. Like, you're bringing, you're keeping those players in as long as you can. you got a wonderful pitcher in Hunter Green. There are positives there. It's a shame that Joey Votto is, his, you know, the age that he is because he's such a wonderful personality there and a, and a great player. But I think you don't turn off your fans by saying, oh, what are you going to do? You know, maybe we move the team elsewhere. Yes, Todd. And as bad as anger and disappointment and booing and all that are, there could be nothing worse than an apathetic fan base. You know, some people think yeah. people don't care about the Falcons. I don't want to single them out. But there are teams and franchises where they're not showing up, where they don't care. That can't, that's got to be worse than fans coming out and letting you know they're upset that they're not winning. Yeah, Paul. Your Reds, I think, have made the postseason four times in the past 25 years. Yeah. Which, and there's other teams that are just, in, just as bad. Yeah. Or worse. Yeah. And it's a fan base that, hey, we, we know we can't afford these guys. You know, you're not getting a big-time free agent here. you got to be smart. I mean, these teams, front offices, got to be smarter than some of these other teams because do you get a free agent? Do you draft somebody? You know, take a chance on somebody. That's what, you know, middle market, medium markets are faced with here. Yeah, Paul. And it seems like, going back to when you were younger and the Reds had all those great players – they stayed for a while. It felt like a seven, eight-year run with like Bench and Concepcion and those guys. That free agency was just not that big of a thing yet. Well, you wouldn't be able to keep the big red machine together for more than you know two or three years because Johnny, you had a Hall of Famer just at, about at every position. You know, so you had Bench and Perez, you had Morgan, Concepcion, Pete Rose, Ken Griffey Sr., Cesar Geronimo. Uh, Dan Dreesen, George Foster, like you had really good players and they would have gone elsewhere. You know, they, some of them would have been scooped up and uh, in the free agency market. Yes. He, I wonder what a team like that would cost in like modern dollars. <laughs> I don't, I don't even think the Yankees or Dodgers could afford that. Right. Like we're saying like you prorate, these guys were like 
considered the best at their position, some of these guys. Yeah. Not like uh, they kind of made an all-star team. Right, right. I mean, Joe Morgan went back-to-back MVP. <laughs> and he wasn't even the most popular player on the team. So you had Pete and Perez and you had Bench. And yeah, I, I, I get the frustration. I mean, that as a fan, you can only buy in so long before you want to. You know, Cubs fans. Cubs fans were labeled as, you know, lovable losers. Hey, they don't care. Well, they did care. And then, then they didn't start to show up for these games. They're like, uh, you know, everybody's kind of laughing at us. And then you look at what the Cubs are now. You know, they dismantled. They dismantled after winning in 2016. I mean, they're all gone. Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, they're gone. But the prices are crazy there. <laughs> and that's a big market. I mean, Chicago is a big market, obviously. And they were apathetic for a long time. They were pathetic for a long time. So I get the frustration. You know, you, you just want to know. We want to be in. You know, I always said the Philadelphia 76er fans, when they were going through the process, they should have lowered ticket prices and just said, hey, we're going to be losing and we're going to try to lose without telling everybody we're trying to lose. And we want you in with us. This isn't going to be a great product, but we're going to build this. We're going to make this something. So as a fan, I'm with you. I'm going in. There's no consumer fraud. I know what we're doing. And that's all you want. When you show up, is the team trying to make money? Is the team trying to make a good product on the field? And that's all you want as a fan. And I think because of that, that's how you get invested. When you see something. All of a sudden, you go, boy, you got to go watch this guy play. Or this team's pretty good. This team comes out. We've seen t- teams come out of nowhere. Like Kansas City Royals a few years ago. And you're like, where'd they come from? That's exciting. And then you hope that you, you know, management is not going to let you down, that you, you have invested in them. That, yeah, these are smart guys. That they'll eventually bring us back. You know, it was just unfortunate comment. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know, the president of the Reds probably doesn't too, do too many interviews, and that's probably a good thing, because I, I'm guessing the, the uh, scenario is, or situation is a bar, you know, a barroom crowd. I mean, listen to it again. So this is a local radio show, and, uh, you, know, you know, all of a sudden you're out at some event, and you say this. Sloney asked you about the quote, show a little faith in this, right? Yeah. And I, I saw you got raked through the coals. So you, you have people enough. who say, look, uh, faith has earned 15 years of ownership. They haven't won to the extent that we would like. And so you had my faith, but you've lost it. Why should that fan maintain trust in you? Well, where are you going to go? <laughs> Let's start there. I mean, sell but the team to who? I mean, well, that's the other thing. I mean, you want to have this debate? You know, if you want to look at what would you do with this team to have it be more profitable, make more money, compete more in the current economic system that this game exists, mm-hmm. it would be to pick it up and move it somewhere else. Yeah. And so be careful what you ask for. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not the approach. Yeah, Paul. We brought this up kind of facetiously a while back. If you're an owner of a team and you don't make the postseason for 10 years, you must sell. If that were some type of rule in sports, I think fans would be in favor of it. You get 10 seasons as owner, and if you can't make one postseason, which is not that hard in any sport. Well, I would love to see fans actually own a piece of the team. You know, like Buffalo. The Buffalo Bills are getting a new stadium, and fans are going to have to pony up citizens, what, $700 million? You should get a piece of the team. It should be like the Packers. Like, like, do something for your fan base. Like, hey, 
we might be moving. Okay. Here, you know, raise our, you know, our taxes here. We got to build another stadium. And then you raise the ticket prices. So you, you hit them twice. Yeah, Paul. But then that, that Bill's shareholder meeting would be a wild scene, man. There'd be tables. There'd be beer Bill's bongs. Mafia. Yeah, beer bongs I all like over the place. It. I like it. Yeah, Todd. They'll never do it, but it'd be nice to see the courage of fans to all get together and say, well, what are you going to do? Well, we're not going to go to the games. We're not going to buy any of the merchandise. And then uh, we'll see when it hits your pocket. That's what we're going to do. We're going to turn our backs on the team, and it'll be an empty stadium. That's what we're going to do. Thank you, Todd. welcome. Yeah, Seaton. I don't necessarily mind the stadiums being built with taxpayer money. The part of it that really chaps my hind is uh, parking. You have to pay for parking. You got to pay like 50 bucks for parking. That's the part that's like, you know what? Screw you guys. Mm, That's what's going to keep you from going back. Well, I don't don't go anyway, so (laughs) I'm good, but... See, I put my money where my mouth is. I don't go to any games. Wow. You're making a statement. That's why I moved two hours from any major league sports. (laughs) Get as far away as I can. Take that, Yankees. Yeah. Stadium, bunch of crap. Yeah. I remember the first time I parked at the new Yankee Stadium, and I went, how much is this? And uh, that was was an eye-opener there. And then what are you going to do? Park a mile away? Not in the Bronx. Not at night. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Seems right. Parking, you, you pay the money, and there's no you don't get anything for it. You pay your $12 for a beer, you get a beer. You pay for your ticket, you get a game. Parking, you get nothing. Yeah. When I was a little kid, we used to go to White Sox games, and they had limited parking, and you could park on the south side, and I've told you this before. You parked in neighborhoods that were uh, you know not great neighborhoods, and there'd be kids on bikes, seven-year-olds. Hey, man, it's five bucks to park there. And you're like, this is the side of the street. It's perfectly legal. They're like, can't tell you what's going to happen to your car if you don't if you don't pay the. Was five. that Cabrini Green? No, Cabrini was not far. It was called the Robert Taylor Homes. were across the Dan oh, Ryan, yeah. but there was a the neighborhood around the old Comiskey Park was uh, it was tough, and it was uh, not well lit, and there was no very little parking. I remember parking one time at uh, Old Comiskey, and uh, I had one of these gentlemen come up and say, uh, you know, I don't know how much it was. It might have been ten dollars. He goes, "That'll be ten dollars," and I go. Wait, for what? He goes, to make sure your car is here when you come back. Yeah. Like protection. I go, protection. Okay. All right. I'll pay for protect, protection for my car. Yes, Tom. That's like parking mafia, basically. Yes. So we don't like destroy your yes. restaurant. You're going to give us a little take back. Yes, Paul. There's a nine-year-old kid on a Huffy with a bankroll <laughs> of $5 bills. He pulls oh, out of his back pocket. I know. Let's take a break. We'll check in with the Lakers. That'll be coming up. Uh, Chris Haynes, Yahoo Sports, covers the Lakers, one of our favorites. We'll uh, check in with him right after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Love Sack Stealth Tech. Yeah, I'm talking about a couch, the most adaptable couch in the world. And you have surround sound in the couch, and it's a surround sound by Harman Kardon. And you also have convenient wireless charging seamlessly hidden inside the Sactionals Love Sack, the world's most adaptable couch. The closeness of the speakers and the subwoofer you're sitting on the couch and you're immersed in sound. It, it kind of, I mean, you feel it. It's almost like a ride in an amusement park. You can control your listening experience through the uh, LoveSack Stealth Tech app, and then you adjust the volume levels. It's a different experience. First of all, the couch is great, comfortable. They have a lot of different fabrics for you to choose from, uh, the type that you want, the color, level of support. Uh, there are three different types of firmness with the couch. 
And uh, it's called the world's most adaptable couch. Love Sack Stealth Tech. Customize your new couch on lovesac.com. Lovesack.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well... If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, I didn't even thought about that. Yeah, most people don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you can also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. If you like where Mercedes-Benz has been... You're going to like where they're going. With a full range of EVs now available at your local dealer, Mercedes-Benz is turning electric completely on its head. Experience the all-electric EQB, a versatile luxury SUV that can seat as many as seven. The brilliantly advanced and superbly equipped EQE SUV, positively alive with groundbreaking technology. The inspired EQE, the electric sedan, with energizing comfort features that recharge you the boundlessly capable eqs suv a vehicle that takes luxury and innovation to places they've never been before and of course the magnificent eqs the flagship of all evs delivering the mercedes electric experience on a truly epic scale the vehicles are all electric the feeling is all mercedes learn more at your local dealer or mbusa.com slash eq As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. 
like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Stunning design, unmatched intelligence, a compact ready-for-anything build. Sometimes exceptional is the rule. 2022 Mercedes-Benz GLA, member of the unrivaled SUV, uh, SUV family. Learn more at MBUSA.com. It's always a better day when I see Chris Haynes, senior NBA insider for Yahoo Sports. Chris, we just stumbled upon something. We were talking during the commercial break. The greatest, most talented, most talented, um, how about most skilled duo of all time? Most skilled. Where would KD and Kyrie rank on your list? That's a good question, DP, and thanks for having me back, man. Uh, we talking about the best skilled duo? It's hard to look anywhere else aside from KD and Kyrie because those guys – you know, when you talk about one-on-one isolation basketball, being able to get their own shot, create off the dribble, post, whatever, those two can do it all. So even if you're talking about Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, I don't know, even LeBron, Kyrie, that duo, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, skill, it, it would be hard for me to argue against KD and Kyrie. Uh, what if, uh, well, Curry and KD – playing together at Golden State. Um, Magic and Kareem from a skill position? No? I'm still I'm still rocking with, with KD and Kyrie. I mean, Steph, as great as Steph is, like, he can't get his own basket like Kyrie can. So that's why we talk about skill. And that's, and that's different. You know, you're talking about what's the best duo, then we can have a different conversation. But when you're talking skill set, you know, just pure putting the ball on the ground, being able to do whatever you want to do with it, like – Nobody can do what KD and Kyrie can do. But best duo, that's a different conversation. Any problem with how Minnesota celebrated last night beating the Clippers? (laughs) I I was a little surprised, but then, you know, you remember, you know, they haven't been in the playoffs in a while. I forgot the drought that they broke getting to the postseason. Um, 2004. 2004. So, yeah, I'll give give it to them. This This is a relatively young team, too. So I, I, I'll give them that. I don't think anybody expected Minnesota to make this leap this year. So I'll, I'll you know, I, I didn't really have a problem with it. I was surprised. But, you know, then Pat Bev going against his former team, you know, he's going to bring all the antics and uh, the emotions into the to the game. So it, it was fun. I, I'm looking forward to it. I, and actually, that's, that's my assignment for TNT on the sidelines for the first round. I got that Minnesota-Memphis series. Okay. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what, what's your assessment of Memphis? They're a really fun team to watch. Um, they play really hard. I, I had John Moran on my podcast um, a couple of days ago. It's going to drop sometime this week. But, you know, they, it's a college atmosphere. That's the best way I would explain it. You know, you see after the games when somebody would talk to the, I guess, the star player of that game, and then you see the whole team just huddle around and just celebrate. Like, it's a really tight-knit group, and they're, they're fun to watch, and, you know, John Morant, you know, he's, he's a rising star in his league. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested in looking forward to seeing if that style of play, what they've been able to do in the regular season, is going to be able to translate into the postseason. Josh says they're ready. So we'll see. 
But they had a great record without Jaw in the lineup. And I said, well, there's two ways to look at this, that maybe he's that'll hurt his MVP chances. But also, it, it should make you focus on the talent that Memphis has because it's not just Ja Morant. And if you watch them, they have a deep team. Uh, both ends, they play hard. And did Ja talk – did you address the team's success without him in the lineup? Yeah, he said that they're a deep team. And he, he credited Desmond Baines, who he said who he believes should win the most improved player uh, award. He also said he should be in the running as well because I asked him about that. Like, does a star player, uh, somebody who we consider to be a budding star, should they be in the, in the, in the running for most improved? He said, yeah, because I feel like I did improve from last year. But he said he gives that honor to Desmond Bain. But look, Dylan Brooks, one of the best two-way players we have in this game who has an edge. And I'm looking forward to seeing Dylan Brooks, Patrick Beverly, because I think it's going to be a, a point or two where those two are going to get into it. But it's a deep team and not, not a, lot, a lot of household names, but they're really well coached by Coach Jenkins. And so, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm interested in seeing if they have that poise. They have that poise because that's what's going to get you through come playoff time. Talking to Chris Haynes, senior NBA insider, Yahoo Sports. He is a sideline reporter for TNT as well. Where do the Lakers go from here, starting with the coach that they bring in? DP, that's a good question. You know, obviously, you know, Rob Palenka said in his exit, in the exit interview that they want a coach that has a voice, meaning they want somebody who's going to command the respect of LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And I've been covering LeBron James for nearly a decade. I was the beat writer in Cleveland when he was there. And uh, I remember when, uh, when they hired David Black. Uh, David Black came with all these accolades over there overseas, and he felt like that would translate over here as far as respect. And I saw the way LeBron <laughs> looked at David Black and how he was treated with that team. So it's going to take a figure like that who has some cachet. Now, who's out there? I think it ultimately is going to depend DP on some of the teams that still left. What do they do? Meaning Philadelphia 76ers. Do they sputter in the playoffs? And if they do, is Doc Rivers' job on the line? Same situation with Utah Jazz, Quinn Snyder. So it's going to take – I think they're going to have to wait until the field plays itself out to see ultimately the candidates that they really do have. And then somebody – I got to throw in Mark Jackson – I think he deserves a shot. I think he'll be somebody that will be looked at and evaluated. Also, somebody they can look at in-house, Phil Handy, who is people look at him as one of the best or arguably the best skill development coach, but he wants to be a head coach in his league. He's somebody who I've seen go at, cuss out LeBron James, Anthony Davis. He has the respect of that group, uh, that that um, that duo. So you know they can go a multitude of ways, but ultimately, man, it's going to take somebody that has cachet from day one because they're trying to win a championship now. But when is LeBron respected as coach? <laughs> he's respected. <laughs> DP, don't throw that out there. DP, don't do that. He's he's respected as coach. Look, he he respected he respected Ty Lue for sure. And if we want to look at if we want to look at some blunders. We could talk about blunders that the Lakers made this past offseason. Well, let's talk about the blunder and not bringing over Ty Lue because that would have been the ultimate guy, the ultimate candidate. They brought it. They tried to hire Ty Lue, but they wanted to give him the same contract as Luke Walton. Well, Ty Lue is a championship coach. You can't do that. That's disrespectful. And they didn't allow Ty, Tyron Lue to hire his full staff. 
which is a no-no when you're trying to bring in a top-level coach. And so we see what Ty Lue is doing with the Clippers. So that would have been that would have been the prime target right there, but they they messed that up. I I love Monty Williams. I think that you know when coaches turn down the Lakers, that that to me is interesting. And you know you're going to walk into year twenty for LeBron. You got Russell Westbrook, and you're not sure what you have with Anthony Davis. Kind of night in, night out, weekend week out, month in, month out. How attractive is that Laker job? Well, I will say this. Obviously, it's it's a prime situation for any coach to take over. But Monty Williams ain't taking that job. That, that It's too much going on right now. And I know the Lakers want to dismiss these past couple of weeks how things were handled, how Frank Vogel was, you know, initially fired on Twitter before he got the official word. Like, so nobody wants to go in that, go into that situation. Nobody was dying to get into that situation, but it is a prime destination with marquee players. And so with that being said, Monty Williams, I, I don't see that at all. I think that would be a pipe dream, uh, but there, there will be suitors right there. And you mentioned Russell Westbrook, VP. I don't know if you've seen the, his exit interview, but he went in cho- choosing violence. You know, he he set the place on fire before he walked out. You know, you see those. You see he's those in TVs. denial, Chris. He's <laughs> hey, in denial. That that may be the case, DP. But he was like, "I'm gonna go out in denial." But and Chris, you know, you he see- said, "Hey, I didn't get a chance to really be myself there." He played in more games, played in more minutes than anybody on the Lakers team. Like, what did you want to show us besides air balls and turnovers? Uh, I mean, come on. DP, I'm not condoning what he said. I'm not approving it. All I'm saying is he went in there with an agenda that I'm setting the place on fire and I'm walking away. You know, you see those movie scenes where you set something on fire and you kind of walk away in slow-mo with the ashes and everything (laughs) in the the back. That's what Russ did. Yeah, but where's he going, though? Chris, he's not going anywhere, is he? He'll he'll have – well, look, I – I can't see a scenario. He's going to opt in for $47 million. And then the Lakers have a big decision to make. Do you trade him, which you you will be able to do so. You might not get the best deal back in return, but you can trade him. Also, they still have that stretch provision where they can waive and stretch his salary over a period of years. So they have options. Like, look, we didn't think Russ was coming back even before that exit interview yeah. now that he let the like <laughs> lit the place on fire come on now just don't see it happen yeah but it was really about him and frank vogel not connecting and i'm sure vogel didn't want russell westbrook but he had to take him because see i just don't know how much power lebron has he either has a lot or he doesn't have any because he's being portrayed as well he wanted russ and uh they so they decided to bring in russ if if well, he DP. if he wanted Ty Lue, then they should have gotten Ty Lue for him. Yeah, I agree with you there. But what I kind of disagree with you, or partially disagree with you on DP, is that it was a Frank Vogel thing. Because I think if you look at his his responses, his answer, I'm talking about Westbrook. Like people say, you know, he didn't take accountability. He was still like, it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my problem. And so if you still have that mindset, that's going to carry on with any other coach because you're still going to, if you, if he comes back, he's still going to be the third option and he just did not perform well. So I think it goes deeper than him and Frank Vogel. I think him going on there saying that, look, I didn't have a, a fair chance. I wasn't able to be myself. I think that's a deeper issue than the Frank Vogel issue. Well, I, 
And I don't know if the media said, well, what is yourself? Is it the guy who was in Washington with the Wizards? Is it the guy who was in Houston? Is it the guy who still thinks he can play like he did in Oklahoma City? I, that's why I think Russ is in denial. He's 34. He's not going to change. And it's not like Kevin Love with the Cavaliers as the third person or Chris Bosh with the Heat as the third person. I don't think Russ goes, yeah, I'm the third person. I don't think he plays that way. Yeah, I think what, what he wants is to have control of the ball. He wants to be able to play himself, which means, like, get the rebound, go up and make a play, make plays happen. Now, the problem with that is if you look at the first couple of months of the season, they kind of allowed Russ to try to play his way, but the turnovers kept mounting, and, you know, we saw the shot selections, and, and then, then he started getting taken off the ball. And so that, that's, that's when things kind of went sour right there. So they tried it. I don't think Russ felt like they gave it a long enough shot. Talking to Chris Haynes, senior NBA insider for Yahoo Sports. Uh, Steph Curry, good to go. <sighs> I think I think he I think he'll give it a go, DP. I think he'll give it a go. He's been progressing well. I talked to people with the Warriors. Um, they've liked how he looked up to this point. Hasn't done anything rigorous, but um, you know if you know he's going, he, I, I, it'll be hard for me to imagine game one him not suiting up for the Warriors in the playoffs. I think he'll be able to go. And Luca with a calf muscle is. It's a little that's, tricky. Yeah, that's a little tricky right there. Obviously, I, I can't get a, a good read on that. There's people in the organization that don't have a good read on that. So it's really going to be probably a game-time decision with him. Always great to talk to you, Chris. Uh, have fun in the playoffs. DP, you take care, brother. And that's Chris Haynes joining us on loan from Yahoo Sports. <laughs> He'll be uh, roaming the sidelines for TNT. Back in uh, 2017... 2018, Steph Curry had the knee injury, and he didn't play in the first six playoff games. They went 5-1. and one. They came back, and they won the NBA title. But that's when you had Durant, Clay, Draymond, and Andre Iguodala. So it's a little bit different if you can hold out Steph for a couple of games if you need to. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Mac in L.A. Hi, Mac. What's on your mind today? Hey, I have an idea for your Emmy Awards speech, which will play homage to the 1995 Source Awards. This is how you do it. You walk up on that stage, you have Pauly, Fritz, Seaton, Marvin, they're kind of flanking you. You put them in DP, like hoodies, something DP show hoodies, and you look out on that crowd, you lock eyes with the likes of Stephen A. Smith, um, Skip Bayless, you know, some of these types. And you say, in, in a real deep baritone, excuse me, much like Suge Knight, you say, are you tired of your hosts screaming at the top of their lungs egregiously, giving these uninformed takes that reads more like cold takes? They come to the DP show, and you just mob off the stage. Man, I can guarantee you that would be the most infamous Emmy Award speech you would ever hear in your life. So listen, for a fact, though, you got to shave your head off. You got to grow that deep, should night beard. Okay, okay. All right, Mac, thank you. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't aspire to be Suge Knight. Yes, Seton. The best part of that Suge Knight speech, though, is that he flubs his line and still tries to get through it. He's like, so if you're tired of the executive producer, executive producer being all up in the videos, you're like, dude, it's executive producer. 
Wasn't he calling out P. Diddy? <laughs> sure was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, was, uh, that wasn't a great moment. Yeah, yeah. Executive, executive producer. Yeah, Paulie. I don't know if we want to go that direction. No, 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 we don't. If you remember some of the aftermath of that. Yeah. No, no, that, that can't be good. We don't want to. No, no, no. Yeah. That didn't end well. No, it did not. No, 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 no nobody won. All right, we'll take a break. Last call for phone calls. <laughs> what we learned. I love how people are suggesting how we should accept our sports Emmy. So far, that's the best suggestion, though. Uh, it might be the worst one. <laughs> okay, fine might, line, might fine be, line. Boy, it might be the worst one. All right, we'll come back. Close up shop after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the right or wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts all right everybody game off let's pause here to talk more about monopoly go i know what you're saying flag on the play you've already talked about that but there's just so much more good stuff in this game in monopoly go you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards the more you win together the more awesome prizes you unlock and there's so much more to get you can get unique stickers you could trade with friends to compete uh albums for big prizes there's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with i was always a uh, battleship guy you know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a Battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a Battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a Battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games, like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win, or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. If you like where Mercedes-Benz has been... You're going to like where they're going. With a full range of EVs now available at your local dealer, Mercedes-Benz is turning electric completely on its head. Experience the all-electric EQB, a versatile luxury SUV that can seat as many as seven. The brilliantly advanced and superbly equipped EQE SUV, positively alive with groundbreaking technology. The inspired EQE, the electric sedan with energizing comfort features that recharge you. The boundlessly capable EQS SUV, a vehicle that takes luxury and innovation to places they've never been before. And of course, the magnificent EQS, the flagship of all EVs, delivering the Mercedes electric experience on a truly epic scale. The vehicles are all electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at your local dealer or mbusa.com slash EQ. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. 
It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on, or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. What we learn, what's in store tomorrow. This day in sports history as well. Oh, what an interesting day. We, we started the morning with Fritzy imitating the, uh, the late, great uh, Gilbert Gottfried, the comedian who passed away. And what people don't understand is Gilbert Gottfried created a character. That's not who uh, Gilbert was, if you ever met him in person. But when he was on TV or on radio, then he had this persona. Yes, he Yeah, he was one of the... When I had first started in radio, I had booked him for a morning show that I was producing. And uh, he, we were taping an interview with him, and the hotline rang. And I answered it, and I heard, uh, yeah, hey, this is Gilbert calling in for the interview. And I was like, uh, am I getting, like, punked here or something? I hung up the phone, and I was like, that didn't sound like that. That doesn't sound like the guy I thought was calling in. And I said to the host at the time, I was just like, I don't know if that's him. It sounded like a normal guy. And the host said, it's a bit... <laughs> and that's that's how I learned. Like, oh, that's not really who he is. It's, it's a bit. It's- Dick Dick Vitale is like that too. That you can hear him in just a normal voice. And uh, the first time I noticed was 1989. I just got in the mothership, uh, and it was March Madness. And I'm in there observing. And Dickie V, uh, Siena beats Stanford. Todd Lichty, I think, played for Stanford, and Siena shocked the world beating Stanford. And I remember Dickie V was saying to, to Howie Schwab, the great uh, stat man, you know, Howie, you got to get me something on Sienna. And I thought, oh, God, his voice is different. And then all of a sudden, he went on camera, and then it was Dick Vitale. It was awesome. It was Sienna over Steph, you know. And, and I went, oh, my God. That's how he sounds when he's not on TV or radio. Yeah, Paul. Years ago at, at Sirius, we uh, Larry the Cable Guy was in to do some stuff for the com- comedy channel they did stuff for. Yeah. And he came in, and they were introducing him around the hall, and he didn't have his, like, cut-off flannel shirt on and trucker hat. So, like, this is Larry. I'm like, hey, Larry. I'm like, I didn't put two and two together. 
And I'm like, yeah, this, everyone's going a little crazy over this guy. And hey, then Paul, how you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, hi, Paul. I'm, I'm Lawrence, Paul. and I have cable. <laughs> but he went down the hall, and then they put him on a show, and he went from Larry in the hallway to Larry the Cable Guy in one second. And I did some research. That was a character, like, it was part of his act. It wasn't his entire act. Like, he was a stand-up comedian, and then Larry the Cable Guy was a chunk of his act. And they said, that's crushing. That's me. Chris Berman is Chris Berman on and off the air. Whenever you see him, he's like, Can you tell me how to get there? Go down the hallway and take a left. That's the way he was. And then he'd have a nickname for somebody off the air. You know, somebody who worked in the cafeteria. Yes, Todd. He'd always say, Fritz the cat, how are we today? He called me the Charlotte Observer because when I first got to the mothership, for some reason, they, they wanted me to observe people doing SportsCenter for a couple of months. And I would be in there at night as Berman was there and Tim Brando and some of these uh, Tom Mees. And I would come in and Berman would say, if it isn't the Charlotte Observer. And I go, <laughs> you know, so that, that became my nickname for a little while. Uh, let's see. Jamie in North Carolina. Hi, Jamie. What's on your mind? Hey, Dan, 6'4", about 193 now. Right. And just real quick, I just wanted to, the guy called in about best American bands. Um, might not be your favorite, but the Grateful Dead and the Almond Brothers, I think, set precedent on what an American band should be. All right. Well, thank you, Jamie. Yeah, can't go wrong. Long runs. Um, yeah, I was never a deadhead. Almond Brothers, probably more of a Greg Almond fan. But Dwayne Allman probably created uh, Southern Rock. I think he's credited with creating Southern Rock. And he passed away at the age of, I think, 24 when he was in a motorcycle accident. Yes, uh, Seaton. Feels like we can't sleep on Credence either. Credence, wonderful. Yeah. But great bands, great American bands. I'd put the Beach Boys above everybody else, I mm. think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still sounds good. I mean, that music still sounds great. Yeah, Paulie. Tomorrow we're going to do great South American bands. Just a little oh, teaser there. Oh. They don't get their credit. Mm. I can't mm. name one. Okay. Uh, this day in sports history, Paulie. Got a couple. Jack Nicholas, age 46 on 1986. He won his six Masters. And Eldrick Woods won the Masters at age of 21 in 1997. He was 18 under par at age 20. Yeah, he won by 12. I was at that Masters. I was not there... When Jack did that in uh, 1986. Let me see. Uh, anything else here? Uh, oh, the Hartford Whalers play their last game in Hartford. Yeah, that was, that was uh, 1997. I was there with uh, my son. I took my son last game. He couldn't understand why the players were giving all their gear away. He said, you know, do I get a stick? And I go, well, I don't think so. You know, we're not, we don't have great seats here. You know, the, he had been a fan. <laughs> he had been a fan for two hours. Meanwhile, you got people have been fans for years and they were handing out all their gear. Yes, Todd. Would it be great if Kevin Deneen or someone climbed up 45 yeah. rows and gave your kid a stick? Like, wow, that's a long way to go. It took you 20 minutes to get it. Or Sean Burke. John Burke, good poll. Gold sender, yes. Uh, let's see. Final results of the poll question, Seaton. 
Well, Dan, we've had a bunch of them going that oh. you don't know anything about. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, we have our sesame be- bagels, good or gross. 57% say they're good. Mm. We have, will Daniel Snyder be the owner of the Washington Commanders in 2023? S- uh, 70% of the audience say no. How about that? By the way, tons of, t- how about that? Uh, tons of new T-shirts available in the store, danpatrick.com, including a few celebrating some of the greatest dynasties we've ever seen. Todd Fritz, you started the day entertaining us with your Gilbert Godfrey impersonation. Um, what did you learn today? Speaking of the commanders, as Paulie pointed out, billionaires hiding money from other billionaires is tough for the average person to be up in arms about. I thought you would have done a Gilbert Godfrey impersonation. As Paulie said, the billionaires, <laughs> we don't care. They got a lot of money. Who cares? Uh, Seton O'Connor. I learned today someone's birthday. We almost went the whole show without acknowledging it. Happy birthday, Marvin. Oh! Happy birthday, Marvin. Marvin. Happy birthday, dear Marvin. Tiny candles. A tiny knife to cut the cake. Wow. Uh, this program brought to you by M Drive. Go to mdrivedan.com. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll do it again tomorrow. One more item. We close out this Wednesday show. It's Stiefel here to help you. And they've been doing this for over 130 years. Stiefel Financial Advisors have helped clients like you create personalized retirement plans, understanding the many options for claiming Social Security and implementing an investment portfolio designed around your needs. And maybe you're starting to think about investment for portfolios or retirement accounts. Stiefel is here to help you. That's just the start. As a client, you have access to Stiefel's award-winning equity research and investment strategy views, enabling you to make informed decisions regarding your hard-earned wealth. We all have different ideas about success. We achieve it at different times in different ways. If you've changed jobs or maybe considering retirement, then consider Stiefel. Invest in your success. Find a Stiefel financial advisor at Stiefel.com. S-T-I-F-E-L. Stiefel.com. Stiefel, Nicholas, and Company, Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody. Game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.